Art of the Kickstart, Episode 79. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating and creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, before we jump into the interview, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, the company that's helping crowdfunders everywhere. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is, how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. We've got Vince Ng on the line today to share an absolutely epic story. This guy has kickstarted millions of dollars worth of products on crowdfunding, and now they're back with Bomber Barrel, one of the most epic products I've seen on the platform. We did a Huge crowdfunding case study on it. People loved it and got Vince on the program. Thanks for coming today, Vince. How's it going, Matt? Thanks for having me. It's going pretty good. We kick these interviews off with life quotes, success quotes, something like that. What do you got? Oh, life quotes. Live your life like you're telling the greatest story ever told. Absolutely. If you wouldn't pay to see a movie of your life, then you're probably not doing a good job. Vince, (laughs) how are you doing that? Bring us to before all of this started. What were you doing? You're a designer and entrepreneur. Give us a little bit of a background. Okay. All right. Well, born and raised in San Francisco. I lived in Europe for a while. I lived in a city called Nottingham. It's about two hours north of London. I went to university out there, business degree, came back to San Francisco because I missed the weather. I missed the sun. It's quite depressing in, in the UK, I would have to say. And then I was actually a DJ for majority of my, I guess, childhood as well as like high school and college. So I started a company called Halo Bell combining LED lights and combining like my passion for LED lights as well as cycling. And that became kind of the first product that I brought to market. And I kind of found a, found out that I was, you know, somewhat decent at doing something like this. And I just brought more products to market over the past couple of years. Somewhat decent might be a tad bit of an understatement. So I want to say that first Halo Bell campaign, you guys raised like $50,000. And you came back and did three other iterations. What are your thoughts on people running Kickstarter campaigns? What's the best way to come back with a new product? Well, the best way to come back is to, you know, really take into the account of how you got there in the first place. So our backers were a very strong part of, you know, the success that we have gained over the years. And the original supporters have helped build what the company is today. So in regards to Halo Belt, it was always a safety company. It was a safety product. And originally, we made the product for cyclists. And with the help of the supporters and backers, we you know, figured out that it wasn't just a product for cyclists. Now, three years later, we're in avenues such as law enforcement, military, child safety, construction, mining, all kinds of even airports, you know, all kinds of different fields. So with the suggestions of all the backers and their support, We've been able to grow the company in 
a way that we would have never imagined. How do you take on all that feedback without going, without spinning your wheels? A lot of times you're going to get awesome ideas from people, but you just can't pursue them because you don't have the time. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, a lot of people have amazing suggestions and we want to make sure everyone's happy and at the same time balance it with what we can put out. So even with our budget or our margins, we want to be able to make sure everyone's satisfied, especially the backers. So when it comes down to finding that balance, I think that's part of any business. Any business owner should be able to make sure, you know, all of their consumer base is happy and at the same time create a product that has enough margins for the business to be successful and at the same time be able to put on a platform where it can be distributed. And you guys are clearly doing that, but Halo is not all that you've done. You also have a massive design background. Elliot Havoc, this is a product-based business. What do you guys focus on in terms of dominating on Kickstarter? These seem like pretty innovative, minimalist type of products, but they're not world changers. How do you make something like that shine on a crowdfunding platform? I mean, we've always been a firm believer of minimalist goods. So when we started the design firm, Elliot Havoc, as well as uh, another firm that I own now called Theory Mob, we had the intention of keeping simplicity at its finest. So we take your average essentials and we figure out, oh, how do we, how do we hack it? How do we make it better? How do we make it more accustomed to our lives today? You know, a lot of times when it comes down to a product, you know, it, when it comes down to it, it just works like a leather belt, for example. But maybe with the way you can brand it, the way you market it, and you are able to find a way to make it better. Wallets are another example. You know, we've been designing slim wallets for Dash Wallets line for the past three years, and it's been incredibly successful, too. The marketing and branding, that's really what I want to get into. So originally, I found you guys through Bomber Barrel, which is a pretty kick-ass campaign running right now for, I mean, one of the cooler bags I've ever seen on Kickstarter. Did a crowdfunding case study on it. And what I thought was amazing was how you branded it as an experience. How can an inventor, a product creator do that? You've done it with Elliot Havoc. You've done it with Bomber Barrel. Walk through that brand experience of how you want backers and individuals to perceive a product. Take people into that. Yeah, well, whenever we design a product, we always put ourselves in the perspective of the consumer. So the Bomber Barrel duffel bag actually came about because I travel quite a bit. You know, I'm usually flying about four to five months out of the entire year. So I'm always on the go. And I've always wanted to find uh, a bag that I really liked and uh, something that catered to myself. So I created the Bomber Barrel bag to be slightly smaller than average duffels because I always felt the average duffels were too big. So I took all the quality components of every bag I had and I literally put it into one bag that I liked and that's how the design came about. And when we design goods like that, I think when we first make it, we make it for ourselves. You know, how do we make it perfect for ourselves? And I think a lot of people see our passion behind it and can agree that they might have similar opinions or views on the product and they, they might like it. That's dangerous, though, because if you do design something for yourself, you're going to be a bit more passionate about it. But how do you vet that product to make sure? If I have six toes and I'm designing a six-toed sock, I'm going to have some <laughs> issues. When do you get this out in front of customers to start getting feedback, start getting advice? Well, with the Bomber Barrel bag, we never really got much advice, to be honest. We just made 
for that specific campaign, we made one and we did the best we could in terms of designing it the way we liked. And we just put it out there. And for the marketing and branding, that's, you know, something that we've gotten pretty good at over the years. We really created for, you know, kind of the urban guy who works nine to five, but he really daydreams about going camping and fishing. So that's the type of targeted audience that, that we saw in ourselves. And we felt that, you know, a lot of other people might feel the same way. And that's how we came about launching the product. Yeah, you created an emotional experience where people can see themselves in their shoes. They see themselves having that better life. It's like, I have that new watch, that nice car. I'm going to act, feel, think differently. But what you brought up, which I really want to dig deeper into, is the marketing aspect. So you guys clearly have that down. A, you've got the massive list of backers from all the campaigns you've done, but you also have some techniques with marketing. What are some strategies or advice that you would give to other people trying to launch their own products and businesses? Well, you know, for most people, when it comes down to it, you, you just got to do it. Over the past three years, we've done a lot of trial and error testing in terms of marketing. And for the Bomber Barrel campaign, actually, all of our marketing was completely organic. We spent zero dollars on marketing. Really? Now, with some of our other campaigns like Halo Belt, we put a little bit of, of a marketing budget aside to get it onto national news, get it onto Forbes, get it onto you know, a bigger platform to, to let people know there are safety innovations. However, with, you know, industrial goods, we usually don't put any money in marketing. We send it out to as many design blogs and, you know, design websites or websites that feature bags or everyday carries. And a lot of people see and understand our vision and they really help support the cause. It seems like you've really hit the market. You really have this down pat. How big now is the company? You have a couple different companies that are all doing this. Can we get a little bit of a scope or a size reference just so people can understand how well you guys have done this? It's been 15 campaigns, right? Yeah, roughly about 15 campaigns. You guys, you're crushing it. You've got to be working a ton to manage these different companies. What's your long-term goal with what you're doing with Bomber Barrel, with Elliot Havoc, Halo Belt, everything that's under your umbrella? Well, with, with all these companies, they after the product hits the market, it becomes kind of a small business on its own. Our long-term goal is to be able to have our team or help others create these ideas and turn these concepts into, you know, solidify tangible goods. Over the past few years, we've been making stuff for ourselves because it was something that we wanted to create. And hopefully in the future, we can help others do so too. See, that seems like the typical reverse strategy of what a lot of creators do. A lot of people get into freelancing, they'll start working for others, and they want to create their own products. You want to go the opposite way and start helping inventors. What's your thought process behind that? Well, I think when it comes down to it, the entrepreneur is what drives you know the future. You know, it, It's all because of the entrepreneur. There are small businesses, and that's what drives the economy and pushes you know, any type of society out of a recession and gets the economy booming. So I really believe firmly in small businesses and starting entrepreneurs. Because if, you know, four years ago, someone came up to me and told me that like, you're, you know, in four years, you're going to be doing this and you're going to be like running several businesses, I wouldn't have believed them. And the reason was I didn't believe in myself. So I think for most people, they just have to give themselves a chance. They have to give themselves a shot and they have to try. And once they do, 
they'll they'll see the potential they have and they'd be able to hopefully, you know, in the very near future, recognize it and utilize the difference that they can make in not only in their own lives, but in other people's lives. That's awesome. That's a lot of what we're trying to do here with Art of the Kickstart. And one last question before we jump into the launch round. So as I browse through your campaign, I see tons of things that have changed since I did the case study. It seems like you guys are adding more and more content. Is that one of the strategies you have, just continuously adding videos to your campaign, new pictures, new information to make it more and more engaging? How do people best go about managing a campaign during a run? Well, during any of our campaigns, we want to provide as much content for our consumer as possible because it is, you know, without them, we wouldn't be here. And I've stressed that a lot in our previous campaigns as well. You know, so we have to kind of cater the entire project, not only about ourselves, but it evolves into something bigger. So the bag evolves into something that, you know, all the backers help create. So with this specific campaign, I've taken a lot of suggestions for stretch goals. So instead of having our own stretch goals, you know, we made the bag the best we can, and then we implement stretch goals from all of our backers and see what's viable, and then we try and incorporate it into the campaign. That way, when the backer gets the product four or five months later, and they have a tangible good in their hand, they can understand the story behind it, and they can feel a part of it, and they know that they helped create this product, and it wasn't just like, oh yeah, here's some money, and then you make it, and I get the good. They can actually feel, you know, their ideas inside the product themselves, and I think that's an extremely rewarding process of bringing any product to market is to have that value inside it. Absolutely, and not only that, because they're going to be 10x more committed to your company. They're going to feel like they're part of the team. They're going to share this with friends, family, loved ones, and they're going to want to back you guys each and every next campaign that you have. Next, I want to jump into the launch round. How's that sound, Vince? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, guys, if you've been listening to Art of the Kickstart for any length of time, that means two things. A, you're getting ready for a Kickstarter campaign, and you're going to make something absolutely amazing to send out into the world. And B, you've heard about our show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com. If you're about to run a Kickstarter campaign and you need help with fulfillment, with shipping all those rewards and products out to backers, and you just don't have the time or don't want to deal with the headache of doing it, then go to artofthekickstart.com slash EFS, where you can get somebody that's actually experienced helping crowdfunding campaigns make it happen. They'll work with you, they'll talk to you, and it's actually personal. This isn't some massive Amazon FBA. Check them out, artofthekickstart.com slash EFS. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So Vince, my first question for you. Let's say you've never done this. You've never started your own business. You're just a random guy that has a business degree, design. How do you go about finding a problem to solve right now? How do you theorize a business? Well, when I look at it, everything I do, I I try and hack. You know, everything I use, every type of product I try and hack, I try and see if there's, you know, a way to make it better or do it better. Like, for example, I saw I was using, you know, this is just an example from earlier today. I took a piece of paper towel and it was huge and I need to wipe my hand. So I thought, you know, like, how can I hack it to save more paper and be, you know, more environmentally friendly? So I cut the paper roll in half. You know, something as simple as that, you know, like how to hack your daily life. So with everything you do, 
whether it's design or starting a business, I think innovators start at the core and they see, you know, innovative ways of doing things in simple everyday, you know, everyday tasks. And I think if you have the ability to do something as simple as that, it's only a matter of time when, you know, before you come up with the, the next big idea. Absolutely. And that pivots well into the next question. Do you think about yourself as an inventor, an entrepreneur, or a designer? What's your mindset? I really consider myself a designer. I don't think I've invented anything substantial with, I mean, with the Halo belt, uh, we were the first company to, you know, create an illuminated safety belt. Other than that, all of our other goods, we just looked at it and we, we thought like, okay, th- this is a great product. How can we make it better? And it's as simple as that to be innovative. And your design aspects are clearly killing it, checking out the campaigns. Where do you see crowdfunding going? I think crowdfunding is an incredible platform for the little guys. You know, I started off with nothing more than $200 in my bank account. I literally came from nothing. And I think with a platform like this, even the little guys, has a, they have the ability to voice their opinion. You know, because a lot of times it's very different when you buy a product from like Target or Walmart. You know, because there's no real value behind it other than it being cheap. However, when you buy a good that's designed and made by someone you know, or at least, you know, you understand the story, there's a lot more value to any product that you might have. It might be, you know, just a a nightlight or might be a, a duffel bag, but at least you have a sense of like where it came from, how it came to be and how it ended up in your hands. And with a platform like crowdfunding, I think it's crucial for anyone to be able to voice their opinion and voice their creativity. And that's, I, I really feel like it gives everyone a chance to speak. It is. It's power to the people. And you're a designer. What companies, what products, what designers out there most have motivated or inspired you? You know, obviously, uh, like Steve Jobs has been one, um, cause we do professionalize all of our, I guess, design inspirations to making things minimal. And I think, to be honest, as cliche as it sounds, I think Steve Jobs has been one of our most important type of, I guess, influencers. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing when you talked about making the bag and you said, yeah, we didn't really show this to anybody. We just made it for ourselves and it crushed it. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds a little bit like Steve Jobs. Speaking of jobs, any business books, any life books that really influence on you, you'd want to share with people? Yeah, yeah. A couple of books really changed my life. I don't know if it affects people the same way, but I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I picked up that book a few years ago, and it really taught me, I guess, how to think out of the box. And another one is, I think it's called How to Make Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And that's a great book as well. Those are both absolutely amazing. Read them both. Love them both. guys. Artofthekickstart.com slash audible. Get your free book if you want it. And last question of the launch round for you. So you're a designer. You're someone who creates amazing things. Let's say I give you an unlimited budget. What product do you want to create? Ooh, I really don't know. That's a good question. Unlimited budget? I would really have to think that through, but I would, I would probably try and create something, you know, like super cool, like a, like a, like a device that can teleport people or something like that. <laughs> oh, that would be straight up awesome. That's what's coming next out of the team, guys. Look for that next when uh, we get technical. 
And let's jump back to you guys, back to the business. So you've ran a bazillion campaigns at this point. You've succeeded on every single one of them, which seems stunningly impossible, but it's happened. What have you learned from running all these campaigns? What would you share with people? A couple of breakdown points that they can take away from the interview. Well, when it comes to any business, you know, you, you always have to, there's a lot of factors that might, I guess, indirectly affect how smoothly the business is run, whether it's manufacturing or logistics or things that may come up or issues that may come up with, you know, like your packages getting lost. You always have to give yourself a little bit of cushion, I think, especially if manufacturing is done overseas, you got to take into account maybe Chinese New Year's in February and the entire manufacturing economy shuts down for like 35 days. You know, things like that people don't really think about, but they have to, you know, it affects everyone. And other than that, I think whatever business you would like to pursue, always expect a little bit of, well, always expect bumps in the road. It's never going to be perfect. And you just have to take it as it comes and you have to be able to get back up and and keep on going. Don't give up. Don't give up. You've got a 100% batting record. What's coming next from you guys, Vince? I feel like you guys don't wait too long before you launch something new. Yeah, we have some cool products in the pipeline. We have designed a line of watches as well as a new bag and a few other things. So we're really looking to create something that's very different. So with our new watch line, it's we're going to call it the Limitless Watch. And it really has the ability to, I guess, help you develop yourself into a better person just by looking at your wrist. Bradley Cooper going to be starring in the video? I, I wish. <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal. You got to pull some plugs. Get him in there. That would be great. Thanks for coming on today, Vince. You've been an awesome guest. You shared, I mean, an absolutely long, convoluted and extremely successful story. I'm sure people are going to learn a ton from this. They're going to want to reach out to you. Where's the best place they can find you? Obviously, the campaign's on Kickstarter. How can they get a hold of you? Well, they can get a hold of me. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty open book, so you can just find me on Facebook. It's under Vincent Pilot Ng. And yeah, yeah, just look, look me up on Facebook or LinkedIn. And if you guys have any questions, I'd be more than willing to help. Any entrepreneur out there who's aspiring and has the ambition and has the drive, I'm all for it. So what? it's a support system. There's the question I missed. So Pilot, is that a middle name? Is that a nickname? What is that? It's always been a, a nickname, and he's kind of stuck around. <laughs> Rocking the aviators like Tom Cruise. Absolutely love it. Thanks for coming on, Vince. You've been a great guy to talk to. And everyone, reach out, say thanks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. My pleasure, Matt. Thanks. Hey, guys. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like this show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.